Arakunri o toni, o unto ba wifun o, o unkon lai bodo mache, sagboron, 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 e yini, ferre, gato baron shesio, Oum koniki oche, sagboron, sagboron. You know what our son says? He says that the God of old speaks in the time of old, or in ages past. So he is speaking today. To those of you who are members of Christ the Tabernacle and those of you who watch me on television, I am an epitome of the fact that the God of the Bible is real today. The prophet of old foretold what will happen before they came to pass. I have stood in the council of the Most High. And I have heard from him, from his throne, from his very mouth. I have told you things that have not happened and dates and time that the occurrence will be. If anybody seeks any other evidence, to try to validate whether God speaks, if this is not enough evidence for such a man, he will be a fool to himself. Because I do not understand how intellectually a man can understand what will happen to nations and the steps nations will decide to take, the dates nations will decide to agree and come together, even months before the occurrence. But God has said that here, and it was so. Apart from the miracles and the healing and manifestation, there is a God in heaven who created the heavens and the earth. Man does not have to accept it, because one day the knees of every mortal man shall be forced to bow before him. Blessed are those who know him in this season, and who commit themselves to obey his voice. Listen to me. There are a few things that the church of God needs to be corrected about. Why anointing? In this church, we do not anoint photograph because it is ungodly. The Bible says in the origin of anointing, it said to Moses, take the oil, anoint Aaron and who? And the utensils, his sons and utensils. Why? What is anointing for? Why do many Christians go for anointing service and nothing happens? Hand placed upon them, oil poured upon them, but they experience nothing. It is because you need to understand the purpose of anointing. If you do, then you will know how anointing works. Look at the book of Exodus chapter 28 verse 41. It says, after you put this clothes on your brothers, on your brother Aaron, this is God speaking to Moses, he says, and his sons, anoint and ordain them, consecrate them, so that they may be a priest. So why did God instruct anointing? He says, take Aaron and his son, anoint them, that they may serve. Anointing without service is nothing. 
If any man of God anointed you under heaven, if after the anointing you do not have a service to God, I can guarantee you, as you came dry, you go dry. The people of God thought anointing is idle. No, it's not. Anointing is not just for miracle. No. Of course, James said that if somebody is sick, we should anoint them. But when we have anointing service, okay, the purpose of it is to anoint a man so that the man can function. Which means, if you do not function, though the anointing is upon you, nothing will happen to you. You cannot receive miracle unless you function first. That is, fulfill the purpose of the anointing first. And then miracles can take over. So if I anointed you today, and throughout last year you have been playing games with God. First of January, your brethren gathered here. Where were you? Second of January, they gathered God was here. Where were you? Every day they come to pray as God commanded. Where are you? This year will not accept such behavior. If there's anybody who really wants to see God this year, the only thing is obey. Obey. That song I sang to you says, as the God of ages spoke in the ages past, so he is speaking now. Only what should, one thing you need to do is to trust and obey. You can't play games with God from this year and expect mercy. You will not get it. Everybody under heaven who profess to know Jesus, whatever you did not put in God, the God who made heaven and earth told me to tell you, you will never get it from him. How many of you treat your work like a dicically and at the end of the month you get paid? And at the end of the year you get promotion? God is not seeking for people who are robbers, always going to him to get, to get, to get, to get. God is seeking for people who recognize that he is God, that they may have relationship with him, so that they also can contribute towards God in their service. If the first ordination was for the purpose of service, let's look at the second time oil was mentioned in the Bible to ordain man. In the book of First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1, it says, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Shall we read it together? Has not the Lord... Read it again. I cannot hear you. So what is the purpose of the anointing? To be a leader. King. Aaron had the purpose to serve as a priest. His children to serve as a priest. Even when God said, anoint utensils, those utensils are utensils that are used to serve God, to serve in the court of God, to serve in the temple of God. Come on, man. So if I anoint a photograph of a person, for what purpose? There are some ministers who just make you feel God. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> Listen to me. The world is full of liars in the church. This is 2016, the year of purging. 
He will pull the legs of liars. They will fall down like one in the cliff. One after the other into the pit. The Lord will draw a line. And a battle line between man and him. That mortal man may know that he is God. He will make a distinction between those who are genuine. And who he had called who follow him. He will draw the line. The battle shall begin. For the harvest of the end is at the door. And the angels of war and battle already have been sent. I pray that the eyes of man shall open. That they may see the heavenlies. When you are anointed, what have you done with it? All the anointing you have received, what have you done with it? With it you serve God, wish you worship. Some of you. That's why nothing happened to you. That's why your blessing is being pushed for year after year. That is why you are struggling where you should be ruling. Listen to me. The first one was anointed to be a priest. Utensils were anointed to be separated so that they can be used to serve God. The second one was anointed to be a king. Listen to me. What about the third one? Chapter 16 of First Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to what? To be a king. Look at verse 7. Verse 6. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointing stand, anointed stands before me. That is, Eliab is one of the sons of Jesse. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance, the appearance of his height, for I have rejected him. Listen to this. The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the what? Heart. Verse 11. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still a young, the youngest, Jesse answered. But he is tending the sheep. I want you to understand this. Let me read from verse 5, just for you to understand better. Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord had not chosen this one. Jesse then had Shammah pass by. But Samuel said, no, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse has seven of his sons passed before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen any of these. So he asked Jesse, are, there, are these all the sons you have? You may not be counted to be worthy of any good thing. People may look at you as will amount to nothing in life. But let me tell you. The anointing will make a difference. Today, it is not by chance that you had that there is anointing service here. Because I saw some few faces that I have not seen regularly in church. But because it's anointing service you came, it's a good thing. God brought you to hear what I'm saying. How long will you play with your life? 
you can join the wagon of God. God selected David, but when children were to be presented, David was not there. But look at something about David. Why God was selecting? Then he says, so, he asked Jesse, are, all, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. But he is what? Tending the sheep, walking, serving his father. Walking, serving his father. None of you should be rebellious or disobedient to your father. I mean your earthly father. If you want God to use you. If you contravene the earthly father, the father in heaven will just reject you. I will show you some things in the Bible this morning. Listen to what happened. So he sent and had him brought in. He was made, he was, look, let me read the verse 11. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest Jesse answered. But he is tending the flock, the, the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. That is what the anointing will do for you. The anointing you receive today. This is honor. The one that they did not count to be anything. God said, nobody will sit down until he arrives. You will matter in the company of men. The anointing you receive today will grant you the grace that men will seek after. That without your presence, they will not be able to take decision. But you must serve. Look at what happened. It says, So Samuel took the horn, verse, verse 13, of all, and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, what happened? The Spirit of the Lord came upon David in what? Power. So after anointing, what do you expect? That the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. That is what will happen. Look at the case of Saul. Go back to chapter 10. It says, Then Samuel took the flask of oil and poured it on Saul's head and kissed him, saying, Has not the Lord anointed you leader over his inheritance? When you leave me today, you will meet two men near Rahab's tomb, Azazel, on the border of Benjamin. They will say to you, The donkey you, are, you set out to, to look for had been found after anointing. This anointing you receive today, whenever anointing service is conducted, let me say this whatever is missing in your life shall be found. It is the grace to discover, to recover. You will recover from everything that you have lost. But understand the purpose service. It is your service in God that brings recovery. It says, and now, your father has stopped looking for you, about, stopped thinking about you, and worry. Now in verse 3, then you will go on from there until you reach the, the tree of, of Tabor. Three men going out to God at, Beth, at Bethel will meet, 
will meet you there. One will be carrying three young goats, another three loaves of bread, and another a skin of wine. They will greet you and offer you two loaves of bread out of their what? Their three. Which you will accept from them. Now, did David ask them for bread? And so, did he ask them for bread? No. But when the anointing came upon him, those who have bread, give bread to him. Look, listen. By the anointing that you receive, this is what we follow after. Your bread will come to you. The Bible says it is he who gives bread to the eater. In another word, you cannot be jobless. In another word, you cannot crawl in your career. Impossible. Because anointing brings favor. He says they will greet you. They says, well, um, yeah, he says, verse 4, they will greet you and offer you two loaves, which you accept. Then verse 5 says, after that, you will go on Gilbeah of God, where there is Philistines outpost. And you, you, as you approach the town, you will meet a procession of prophets coming down from the high places, place, with lyre and tambourine, flutes and harps being played before them. And they will be prophesying. Now look at what it says. I'll read the next verse together. Let's read again, cried the, I want to hear cathedral reading. Uh huh. Just as we read in chapter 16 about David, after anointing, the Spirit of God will come upon you in what? In power. If you have been anointed today and you can stand in the purpose, I say to you, the Spirit of God will come upon you what? In power. When the Spirit of God comes upon a person in power, what does it say? The next verse, I will read it together. Jack of all trade, master of all. Jack of all trade, master of all. Anything you touch will turn to gold. Even if it is ashes, if your hand will touch it, it will turn to gold. Listen to me. That is the anointing to prosper in all things. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it. Why? Because when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon a man, it determines what you do. You will not be able to do the things that you do again. <clears throat> you will begin to do the things that he does. Listen to me, beloved. The next verse says, in verse 9, let's read together for these things to happen. God changed Saul's heart. And all these signs came to pass. The Lord will change your heart. I said the Lord will change your heart. I say the Lord will change your heart. 
Therefore, listen to me. Success made easy is the name of the anointing. Success made easy is the name of the anointing. But I'll say something to you. You were anointed for a purpose. I will show this to you. You now understand that for anointing to work, the man must serve. I want to show you something else. Those of you that God has called, be very careful. It is a bad thing to tell stories. When God used to use me, may that not be your portion. You can lose the anointing. You know what causes the anointing to function? Is that God anoints you so that you can serve Him. The day you decide to serve yourself, you are gone. The day you turn away your service to God, to others, the anointing is gone. If you look at the life of Saul, I will teach you deeply on this in this month. Saul, though anointed, God changed his heart and he became mighty. A very timid man. By the anointing became a fearless man. He overcame all his enemies. But the end of his life, he decided to serve himself. The Bible tells us that Saul disobeyed the instruction of his Samuel. And he lost it. But today, I want to show you two characters in the Bible. The first character is Samuel himself and his children. Because prophecies were spoken over you does not mean that the prophecies will come to pass. Many people are dead and they are in the graves. Who had great visions, great ideas, who believe they will rule the world, who believe they will be multi-millionaires. Many of them died without attaining even a tenth of what their dreams were. A good number of them because they did not acknowledge God. Well, every one of them is on the, on the, the underlying factor is that they did not acknowledge God. And so, God frustrated their intentions. But they have mandates. They have destiny. Because you have destiny spoken by God does not mean you fulfill it. You will fulfill the destiny only if you obey. Don't get too big to yourself. That you come to a place that you undermine God by undermining his word. Look at verse chapter 8 of Samuel, 1 Samuel. When Samuel grew old, he appointed his sons as judges, which is God's ordination. The name of his first one was Joel, and the name of the second one was Abijah. And they served at Beth. Beersheba, but his sons did not walk 
in his ways. They turned aside afterwards, dishonest gain. And then what? Accepted bribes. And number three, perverted justice. It is necessary for you to walk in the ways of your father. If you don't walk in the ways of your father, you lose mandates. That's the reason why I think I have to come down. This is the reason why I talk to those of you who are in CFT Church and those of you who are my sons and daughters across the globe. God did not send me to lead you for a joke. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew that everyone should emulate their spiritual father. Because I'm aware of this, that's the reason why I must make sure that every action I take is an example to be emulated. The word emulate your spiritual father first plays a great obligation on that father. That is the primary obligation. But the secondary obligation is on those who are children. The father has to live a life that the children can be proud of and boast of and follow. The father has to show the children how simple it is to be successful by obeying God. The father has to show the children how if you disobey God, you are nobody before God. He will punish you terribly. The love of God is as deep as his rot. As it is that when God loves a man, it doesn't matter. Nothing can change him from loving a man except that man when he disobeys. So also when God decides to punish a man, nothing can stop him from punishing him because he had taken away his love from him. That would not be your portion. It says that the children of Samuel did not follow the footsteps of their father. You must follow my footsteps. If anybody believes that God has sent him to follow this house, Christ Christ's tabernacle, or Apostle Williams, you have a mandate to do what I say and do what I do. Listen to me. You can't be under me and have a father on television. You will not prosper under the assumption. To prosper under an unction, you have to be a son to the father who carries that unction. And you cannot be a, a son to a father that you find is a distance. Listen to me, therefore. You cannot watch television and see people who have given themselves to debase actions, who have given themselves to the love of money to dupe other people, and then you adopt that. It doesn't work in my territory. You can't follow people who run down sin. And tell you that it does not matter what you do as long as you are a child of God. You cannot follow this, this family. For this family, the God that appeared to me, who reveals himself to me again and again, that I do not tell stories of when he used to use me. He demands obedience and simple obedience. He demands a service from the heart, not lip service. And I do it among you that you may know it is possible for mortal man. 
I do not have a different nature from your nature. Really many of you are stronger than me. But I bind myself with an oath unto the God who lives forever and ever. That if everybody on earth disappoints you, I will not, I say, to the last drop of my blood. That's why you will not find me in the council of the wicked. I will not sit in the seat of scoffers. I will not stand the ways of sinners. I don't care the gang they carry in the world. No gang made me. I stood alone. Only with the righteous. Everything I am today, nobody can say it is God who visited his church. No. No. You are my witnesses. If God called Moses and alone he blessed him and brought him to fulfillment. If he raised Samuel, he blessed Samuel. If he raised Elijah, and he blessed him. Elisha followed. He blessed him. Joshua followed. He blessed him. Without accomplice. If you follow, he will bless you without the help of anybody. If man made you, they will destroy you. I always say to my pastors from the beginning, as a, as a thing for them to copy. I said to them, the unction that brings people to a man is in that man. Let's communicate him from the church. Take the building and send him out. He only needs to, to go to the next door and start his church there. Everybody will come to him. People didn't come to this building because of this building. You came because there is a man anointed by God here. Alright? You follow him because the anointing works for you. You follow it because it teaches your heart to fear God. You have an obligation, and it's only to obey God. The son of sons of Samuel did not follow the footsteps of their father. Let me show you one more. Look at the book of Second Chronicles, chapter twenty-six, and let's see verse one. It says, "In the year Uzziah, then, then, then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was sixteen years old. How old was he? How old was he?" How many are 16 here? Raise your hands. If you are 16, 17, 18. Within 16 and 20, raise your hands. Let me see your hands above your shoulder. Alright? Let me say this to you. 16 year old, like some of you, or younger than you, was appointed a king. So why should you have problem with A-levels? I should have a problem with the levels. A girl in England, a black girl, just broke the record of law practice in the United Kingdom. She became a barrister at the age of 18, graduated as a barrister. That means she finished her LLB and then she did her law school and she passed very, very well and she's a lawyer at 18. And her mother did not let her go to the government school. She was raised in the home. Primary school, trained at home. Secondary school, trained at home. Then went to university. If 18-year-old girl can, can pass law, LLB, very well, and she went to law school and passed very well, and she became a lawyer at 18, breaking the record of the whole nation. Listen to me. Go check it out. It's the fear of God. Is the fear of God. 
That child, if she was disobedient to the mother, she will fail. Her mother was revealed in the paper. She is a high disciplinarian. She disciplined her thoroughly. What they don't do in the, in the schools in England, she did it. Said, this is my daughter. You must be. She put her under the thorough discipline of academics. And the girl obeyed. From infant. No wonder she succeeded at teenage. If you are a teenager, what are you doing with your head? I thank God that none of you is following gangs. I thank God that many of you are following what I teach you. But if a teenager is following gang, what is he doing with his head or her head? When another teenager in the same nation, by only a woman, not father and mother, at 18, became a barrister because she obeyed the scripture. So is this man. 16, made king in place of his father. Now, what does a 16-year-old know about warfare? Nothing. What does he know about economics? Nothing. About budgeting for a nation? Nothing. So, because he knows nothing, what did he do? Look at the next verse. Go to the third verse, really. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jekulah. She was from Jerusalem. Verse 4. Shall we read it together? Say it again. Turn to somebody and tell him. Not what was right in his own eyes. Not what was right in the eyes of his peers. Because he's different from his peers. He's a king. You are a king. A royal priesthood. That's what you are. A holy nation. That's what you are. That's why the Bible says your life should be different from those outside there. Those out there cannot influence you. You are supposed to influence them in God. They are not what you are. Why should you eat with pigs and end up in misery? Listen to me. This young man understood because why? He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Just as what? Read it again. He did what was right just as you fathers who are doing bad things, you may end up your old age in tears till you go to your grave. Like father, <laughs> really if you are a father and you do bad things, you have no legacy to give your children. You have nothing for your children to be proud of. Whenever the Bible talks about fathers over their children, the first obligation is upon the father. To simulate the Father in heaven so that the children can follow his footsteps. Woe to the Father who does not submit to the Father in heaven. He shall hear the bitterness of sorrow and the fruit of sorrow in his old age. He will grow up in the night, the word of God says, with no one to help him. For the king of heaven had determined, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. If you are a faithful father, 
and your, any of your children is gone out in negative influence, don't worry. Leave them alone. They will suffer. They will come back. They will have to come back. They will come back, I say. Because the covenant of God is with the Father, who is the righteous, to his fifth generation. He will whip them with every whip. He will bring them back by force. So if you are a child of a righteous man and you are misbehaving, let me say something. In a short time, you will receive your whip. I didn't hear amen. It's better not to allow God to kill you. Because who will pacify you? So, you fathers who are righteous, if you have a child who decides to go on a sweet way, don't think about him. Than to thank God for him all your life and tell the Lord that I am standing before you faithful. For him, I give him to you to do as you did before. And he will come back to serve you. It's better to enter heaven with one eye than to go to hell with two eyes. It's better for one leg to be cut off and get to heaven, all right, limping, than to go with two legs into heaven. For those of you born in the home of righteousness, you have no option but to follow your father who works in righteousness. Don't let their pain kill you. Give them to him who has weep in his hands. But for the father, you must be righteous. This boy at 16 observed his father. This boy at 16 saw his father pray. He saw his father hear God. He saw his father. Someone says there, yeah, but I don't have an earthly father. That's why you have me. If you don't have earthly father, I'm your spiritual father and I'm your earthly father. For the spiritual thing, I am leading the pace. Okay? For the spiritual, I am leading the pace. That's why I have time for you. That's why when we close this church, I don't have bodyguard guarding me against you. I walk among you, hug you, hold you. So that if you have not been cuddled, you have a man who cuddles you in this house. If you have not been loved, you have a man who loves you in this house. You have no excuse before God. Are you with me now? Because of you, I went to do brick lane. To humble myself for you to know that no matter what height you are in the world, you can go low. Jesus did so. Because of you, I went back to university. So that you can know, whatever age you are, your head is still your head. If your head knows God, God will know your brain. Let me tell you for your information. I'm finishing my LLB in law by December. I have listed myself up for PhD. Okay? When I finish that, if Jesus does not arrive, I'm going for medicine. All the medical doctors are going to chase you. My son just told me, in his medical school, a woman of 65 came to his medical school to do medicine. After practicing in the city in England, I retired. And he said that medicine was my passion when I was a young person. Now I'm a retiree. Let me go for medicine. She went and she graduated. And I said that if that man is not a minister, and I'm a minister, and that woman did that, if I don't do that, woe is me. Someone says what? I say, if you don't have a father in this church, earthly father, you have one. I say you have one. Come on, I say you have one. You have no excuse. Don't let the devil deceive you any longer.
Come on now. That's the reason why if some of you misbehave, you come back, I still receive you. I will not kick you out. You are part of my blood. You are part of my bones and tendons. Listen to me. If a devil mess up around you, I bite him at the neck. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. So that you can't tell God that I don't have a spiritual background. A backing. You have one. If anybody touches you, I'm reading law because of you. I have counseled many of my church for years whose cases have been messed up by some unscrupulous lawyers. Now that I'm part of you, of them, let somebody mess you up. I will sue the person. I will sue the lawyer. Okay? Uh-huh. As a lawyer, now I know what to do with a lawyer who misbehave. Who misbehave. Moreover, you don't need to waste your money for many things I can cancel you in the field of law, which I'm doing right now. So, you have a father. Follow your Amaziah. But look at the next verse. Shall we read the next verse together? He sought God. Uh-huh. Read it again. Then, that is a conditional statement. If you seek God, God gives you success. I, I told you youths yesterday when I met you at five, at six, that I'm so impressed by you. I am confident and I'm proud of the youth of this church because on the majority I'm talking about, we may have one or two few eggs that we are working on because that is this spectrum of humanity. But majority of you make me proud because you obey my voice. And I've been attending graduations of some of you. Proud to come to your graduation. One of you, when he became barista, they put the wig on her head. She carried the wig and put it on my head. He said, Daddy, that is yours. If you go and look at the YouTube, you find my photograph with her. I took her wig to take photograph. And when the wig came upon my head, I said, Lord, you have prophetically spoken. On the day I will wear my wig, I will bring her. And I will too put my wig on her head. And I'm on the way to get it now. I rejoice in the success of many of you. Every one of you when you succeed. The one who got a star, 12 a star, I celebrated her. The ones who got first class, I celebrated them. If you got third class, I got you back to school. Because you can still make first class. There's no such a thing as failure. Not in God. If you try to fail, try it again. One of the members told me one time, cried to me, said, Apostle, I'm doing law. I went to the university second year. I was kicked out. I went to another university where I one year or so, two or two years. I was kicked out. I said, follow me. Let me tell you where to go. This is where to go. She's graduating now, at least into one in law. In the same law. In the same law. I say in the same law. And she's doing LLM straight away. I am proud of you. But if you have digressed, I'm not proud of you. If you are one of those who have disobeyed me, I'm not proud of you. If you are a member of this church and you walk in strife over those who are successful when they give their testimony, I'm not proud of you. If you celebrate the success of others, I'm proud of you. If you succeed and you can your success and you sat on the camp so that no other person will know the secret, I am not proud of you. 
But if you know a way to success, and you say, everybody here, this is the way, I am proud of you. This is the word of the Lord. One rich man in the family of poor people, he is the most miserable. One-eyed man in the country of blind, they will kill his sight. Because everybody will be dragging him to tell them what he sees. He will soon die of hypertension. Now listen, therefore. Sixteen-year-old boy sought God. Sixteen-year-old sought God. He sought God. Samuel was 13 when he heard the voice of God. At 13, he sought God. He sought God. 13. He wasn't seeking girlfriend. He sought God. He was not seeking to do fraud. He sought God at 13. No wonder he had God. Listen to me. Daniel was about 12, 13. Shedad, Mishra, and Abednego, when they took them as slaves, as refugees. But when they came to Babylon, they decided not to behave like the Babylonians. They recognized the God of Israel. Wherever you are, in university, in secondary school, in offices, you must distinguish yourself as a godly person. To the extent that people around you must know you are godly because you're involved with them in nonsense they do in the world. The things of the world you have left behind you. That with their mouth they confess that you are a child of God. That is the God we serve. Listen to me, therefore. You can seek God at any age and you can find Him. Someone say peer pressure. There's no such a thing as peer pressure for those who are in Christ Jesus. 2 Timothy 2.22. What did he say? Yes. Please desire, evil desire of what? Of youths. If God expects the youth to flee evil desire, what are you old man doing with evil desire? I will tell you something. God said to you when you are young, you should flee for evil desire. Yes? But now you are old and you are pursuing evil desire. Someone says that what is the apostle saying? I'm hearing God telling me. Somebody wants to divorce. And he's hearing you. Did he not hear when I said, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. And he can point you out. You see? What are you doing with evil desire? To plunge somebody into sorrow? When she labored with you. When you were wearing torn shirts. And nobody knows you. Because you think you have some pennies now? She's no more relevant. May God deliver you. God said to the young one, flee evil desire of youth, pursue righteousness. And some of you who are old are pursuing evil. Pursuing like Alessia. If anybody who is married went to sleep with another man's wife, you are a thief! The Bible says so. In the book of Zechariah, it says, all things shall be banished. In the book of Proverbs, it said they will lose everything they labor for. In the book of Proverbs 6, it says that their shame will never be put up throughout their lives. So in 1 Corinthians 6, he said, flee from sexual immorality. Your excuse about the woman will not expiate for you from the punishment of the father. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, and peace, and peace, and peace, along with who? Those who call upon the name of the Lord. 
Who are your peers? Youths, those who call upon the name of the Lord. Those are your peers. You young girls, people looking for girlfriend and boyfriend, they are not your peers. Report them immediately. Those looking for boyfriends are not your peers. Report them. Girlfriends, report them. Because your peers are those who what? Call on the name of the Lord. With what? Say pure heart. Say pure heart. Say pure heart. Say pure heart. When I was young, they taught me the same thing I'm teaching you. I have many colleagues today, miserable, who refuse to follow those teachings. Today I'm an example for you to follow because I followed those teachings when I was young too. I had the same privilege. My social life is church. My spiritual life is church. Every time is church. We went to church 5 a.m. every day, Monday to Friday, from church to school, and from school to church at 6 every day, Monday to Friday. That's why you can't compare me with any minister anywhere. I was baked, cooked, fried. Yes. Yes. Yes, I roasted. <laughs> True furnace. I came out as gold. That's why I don't have the regret many have. You who listen to me have the same privilege. Not to live some lives and grow up and say, if I had known. That's why you know now. If you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul, and with all your strength, it will fix you up with the right partner. Somebody say amen. amen. When you are young, the only thing you must focus on is success. Go back to my second, my uh, uh, first Corinthians, uh, Chronicles 26. There are many things I want to tell you, but I have to stop. Because I'm hungry. <laughs> when hunger strikes me, I stop. Don't think you are escaping. You are not. Are you enjoying God this morning? Listen to what it says here. He sought God during the days of who? Of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of who? Of God. Who was Zechariah? Spiritual father. Amaziah, earthly father. Earthly father saw God. And the earthly son followed his steps. Every time for prayer, he observes with his father. His father doesn't pray while he's playing. His father feared God, he feared God. His father read the Bible regularly, he reads the Bible. His father quotes the Bible, he quotes the Bible. Anything his father is, he wants to be. The boy didn't know what he was doing for himself. He only just loved his father. There's no way you can tell your father you love him than emulating his good things. Are we together now? Then when the father died, no more covering, he recognized that the man who gave his father success was the priest. Then he shifted to the priest, who became his father in the earthly and spiritual father. And so, the Bible says he sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Listen to me. None of you can get rich by fraud. If you join fraudulent people, Satan will put you in jail. Because you are not part of them. He will see the blood of Jesus on you. He will deceive you and he will make them nail you. You won't escape jail. 
when they put you in jail, the jail they will put you, God will post you to a good jail where they will torture you. Not the jail that they have peace. The jail that they watch television. Your own jail will not have television. <laughs> you will have television. Maybe they will just decide by the government to do a same program with Africa. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Especially Kirikiri. May you never enter there. You don't need to know where it is. Hallelujah, somebody. That is the, that is the place where if somebody decides to be foolish, the moment they open the door of Kirikiri, he will repent. Before entering, he will repent. Talkless when he enters, as they open the gates for him and he enters, they will give him a welcome. A welcome party. Number one, they will tell him that you see, courts and all the prisoners will see it. And they will say, you stand there. You be his lawyer. What brought you here? And if you are too late to answer, somebody will teach you a lesson that here you must obey. That's lesson number one. They will now hear your case. They will now sentence you in their own prison. Hallelujah. At Kirikiri prison, there is no prisoner's right. Amen. You will not get there. But not to get there is what I'm telling you. You must seek God. Your peers must be peers of those who seek God. God told the people of Israel, when you get to, to, to the land of Canaan, don't behave the way they behave. You know, some of you just think that you can cut your hair anyhow. You can, you can dress with your trousers falling down. Police will go after you. You are a convict by sight. A criminal by look. And the police is justified to hunt you down. When they hunt you down, guilty until proved not guilty. When they are looking for somebody, and your appearance looks like there's somebody they are looking for, what do you expect police to do? Come on now. Rough handle you, carry you, burag you, and put you to the ground, put their leg on your shoulder and your other leg there. Say, I'm not the one on the shut up. You look like one of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the same thing. They will respect you when you look like one of those who follow Jesus. As they come, we are, we are, we are, we are, and they come. And they see a man, a young boy, well shaved, in suits, standing. They say, oh, sorry, sir. We are looking for some guys who just, they have some jeans and it's falling their bombs. And that young man will say, points his finger to the left. Police will say, thank you, sir. They run after the one that is walking morosely and the trash is falling down. Hallelujah, somebody. Unfortunately, when they see police too, they have to take on their heels and police go after them. Or your, your head, your hair is like a roundabout. They will follow you. Sons emulate their father. You see my haircut is according to my hair shape. Hallelujah, somebody. They can't misquote me for Satan. When demons are passing, they cannot think I'm one of them. So they can't branch in my house. Hallelujah, somebody. I will have bought a shoe and put Alfred there. Done a suit and put Alfred there. Do a clock, a wristwatch, 11,000 pounds and put Alfred there. On the day I die, 
I hope they will bury them with me to go to the heaven I'm going. You know what I'm saying this to you? What you don't see me do? Don't do it. I am your Amaziah and I'm your Zechariah. If my door knocks, bah! There is no fear in my house. Huh? If I'm hearing police going, wah, 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 there is no fear in my heart. Even if they park in front of me, I will say to them, what can I do to help you guys? But if you are the one that when you hear, wow, 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 you bow your head. God save you. When you hear, bat in your door, you start looking for where to hide. Then, get out from what you are doing. When you see a live animal, you don't see green flies all over his belly. When you see green flies over the belly of an animal, check it out. There is a sore in that belly. Who owns it? The devil. Run from the madding crowd. Don't let those who are obeying God among you leave you behind to regret. Someone promised you that if you do this, you will get 100 pounds. You can get 2,000 pounds. I will have called some of your leaders out now in the youth year. People who have studied and they graduated, starting salary 47,000. Starting salary 49,000, 45,000. Two years they are earning 50 something thousand. These are your leaders because they will be it. If they have been collecting 100 here through fraud, 2,000 here through fraud, they will have been in jail. Are you listening to me? Wise boys are still seeking Jesus. Wise girls are still seeking Jesus. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, a 16-year-old boy, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought God, God did what? God did what? God did what? Who gives you success? Who gives you success? I can't hear at the back there. Who gives you success there? My hunger is gone. I keep on preaching. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now we have a condition for success. Success doesn't come because you are too intelligent. There are many very, very intelligent people miserable in life. Success comes because God gave it. Of course, you must put your effort into it. Anyone who loves God will be, will be studious, cannot be lazy. A lazy man will not bath in the morning. A lazy man may not bath for four days. And when the day comes for water and him to be friend, he will take um, towel, put it in water, and dump himself. What happens is that he will walk among people and he's smelling. When your body is smelling, when you are not born with body odor, success is far from you. Because you are fundamentally lazy. Am I good with somebody? We want people to smell well in this church. I don't want people who, by themselves, derogate themselves to the place whereby they are dirty and stinking and smelling. Armpits, no clear. Sweat, brown. Or yellow. And they are used to dirtiness to the extent that they can't smell the odor anymore. Holy Ghost is far from people like that. 
Because cleanliness is next to godliness. You will never see God give instruction that they should, they should pitch a tent for him to be worshipped in a dirty place. Which means our God that is holy is clean. There is no rubbish in heaven. So there is no need for garbage collector. Let me say this to you. I'm saying, a man that seeks God cannot be lazy. When you see a lazy man among you, he's a sleeper of all days. He does not see God at all. He does not have contact with God at all. He speaks God, but he does not seek him. When a man decides to seek God, he disciplines the man first. And then God gives success. Or do you know finally, what brought you to success, if you stop it, you fail and go back to where you are. Look at verse 16. No, 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 let me read verse 6. Verse 6. Verse 6. It says, he went to war, this young boy. Again, the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabne, and Ashdod. He then rebuilt towns near Ashdod and elsewhere. Among the Philistines, the next verse, it says, God helped him against who? The Philistines and against the Arabs who lived in Goba and against the Munites. The next verse, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. Your enemy will bring tribute to you. Look at what it says. And his fame spread. Your fame will spread. For good things your fame will spread. He says his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt. Because he had become what? He become what? He become what? Say, I will become very powerful. I can't hear you. I will become very powerful. But you must obey God. This is what God makes of man. This is what God makes of man. Let me show you something. This man became very powerful. Look at verse 16. Shall we read verse 16 together? Stop. Read it again. Stop. Can a man that God raised empowered, who sought God in his early days, can he end up his life falling? Yes. I told you and I say it again and again. I have never seen anybody on earth who God raised so mightily. Okay? And because of your silly action and because of your pride, because of your, your thought that you are, you are just next to God and you contravene God and then he brings you low. None of them have been restored back to their original position. That is in wealth. You can repent and re, you know, regain your salvation, but the power, the influence, the way you can never till you die. That is the reason why you don't play games with God. Don't try, don't attempt it. You don't serve God for a while. You serve Him for life. As you marry, to, to death do you part. Yeah? You marry God, you die with Him. You can't have another God. You can't divorce Him. That's the reason why before you accept him, think twice. If you want to suffer, reject him. And you will suffer well. Terribly well. I mean, incorrigibly well. Listen to me, therefore. 
But if you want peace, you want success without much effort. You want your little effort in life to be magnanimously blessed. Love God. Follow Him. Obey Him. You have a smooth ride. With peace. But after you become powerful, you must continue in what brought you to that high till death. So that Satan won't laugh at you. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around looking and looking and looking and looking for an opportunity to grab you. You must not give him from this year. That's the reason why I pity those who come to church on anointing service only. I pity those who don't come to midweek service. I pity a woman who married her husband and lured the man off out of church. Ah! In a short time, the devil will clamor on the man. The woman will cry. The tears of one eye will go to the other. And God will not answer. Because the woman ought to establish the man. Okay? When you marry, you are supposed to be more committed to God. Because two have become one now. You have double strength. Exponential power. Okay? So that iron sharpened iron. But when your own marriage is to influence your husband not to serve God the way he has been serving God, what he has been doing before you took it from her, you think everything is to kiss somebody. Kisses go sour. Let me tell you something. May that day not come that you open your mouth like this and you can't kiss anymore. I am telling you the truth. If seeking God brought you to height, if you unseek Him, He will unhight you. Look, 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 look. How many lawyers are here or people who study law? Raise your hands to me. You will recognize and agree with me. A lawyer is a reader for what? For life. Okay? If all you know in law is the cases of 10 years ago and just the status of 10 years ago, you are not current right now in your field. You will be one of the lawyers when they come and meet you say, I'm coming. Yeah? They come and meet you and say, this happened, this happened. Say, okay, I've had you. You have a case, you have a case, you have a case. See me. Next week. Eh? But a lawyer that is current as you are talking is writing. As you are talking is writing. That's how we are trained, isn't it? And at the end of your talk, we say to you that, let me say this to you. According to this status, this that has happened to you is contrary to this section of the law. And really, by the way, by the way there's a house of Lord case by the judgment of a Lord such and such. Good. Don't worry. This, 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 these are the facts. If it tells you see me next time, the next time you see him, he will tell you just where you stand. A lawyer who does that, that when they approach him, he can analyze and he can tell you that, look, don't worry, this is against this, this law. This is contrary to this law. Really, there's a case about this area. This is what the judge said. This is the dictum and stuff. That the person who went there will go and tell his friends that, ah, that lawyer is hot. Hello? Such lawyer, then we have customers. You never know who your customer may become. One of them may become the senior partner of a big company. 
or become a chairman of a big company, you just say, oh, who is the lawyer? Who, 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 who is the lawyer that represents this company? No, 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 no. I have a small, sharp guy. He'll bring you on board. Before you know it, that's the end of it. The end of story. So, Amor is God. If seeking God makes you great, when you stop seeking Him, you come down. You come down. Understand the word seeking God. How do you define seeking God? Verse 5. He sought God as his father, Zechariah, did. So your seeking God cannot be different to your father who instructed you in godliness. If your seeking God is different from your father who instructed you in godliness, then you are not seeking anything. You are not seeking anything. Someone says that, Apostle, we are going to, we, are, we can't wait for what God will tell you in the new year. Have you? Letters from all over the world. India wrote, uh, Africa wrote, America wrote. Daddy, what's God saying to you? What is God saying in this new year? If I was a man who always come and brag among you, go home, eat and sleep. And when I come again, I tell you the story of cockroaches and rats. Go home, sleep, eat and sleep. I won't have anything from God. Because when they say, what is God saying? They are expecting something that you say, which they will look up, and it has to happen. One, don't drink water, belly full of water, and begin to say that now. Don't say it, the Lord. <laughs> he doesn't work that way. He doesn't work that way. The Bible says, who has stood in my counsel, that he may declare what I say. So, therefore, your standard of seeking God is the standard of your father. Let me complete that verse 16. That would not be your portion. Verse 16 would not be your portion. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride... Why should power corrupt the mind of a believer who recognizes it is God behind the power? It is God behind the victory. It is God behind the success. It is God behind the skill. The only thing you did in your little way according to the scripture, seek him daily. Reading the Bible, memorizing the scriptures. So that when you speak, you can back your speech up with the word of God. So that the word of God can be your compass. So that when sinners entice you, you can say, it is written. When Satan tries to deceive you, you can say, it is written. That's just all you do. Very, very simple. And God does the rest of the job. He does the rest of the job. His power corrupted his mind. I can understand. You know this thing I'm saying? Is it happening to you today? Some people, you call them to come to church. You pray, pray, pray for them when they were jobless. And God gave them a good job. You don't see them in prayer anymore. You say, ah, oh boy, we didn't see you. It's your prayer, sir. It's your prayer. You are the one who prayed. <laughs> and God gave the job, you see. It's my work. So what that person is saying is that the man should go back and say, Father, take the job, please. Lord, I pray that you give him job. May you remove the job from his hand so that he can go to heaven. It's better to be jobless and go to heaven and serve God properly on earth than to go get a job and then you are lying against your job. Whereas it's not the job, they lie. You see, I'm tired. I just came from office. I am tired. 
to the God who provided the job. Why some people run from their office to the church just to pray? Will God treat you the same way he will treat them? Impossible. Look, let me say this to you. God gave you power and gave you gift. Does not mean you are closer to God. Are you with me now? When you are faithful to God, he empowers you. Okay? But if you think that that power is now you, or that gift is now you, that is, the power entered your head, the gift became, it came into your head, then you will just think that, well, we arrived. We can just, uh, you know, you boys, you boys, you, it's your turn to seek God. When you call fasting, you eat to feel. When you tell people to pray, you sleep. What happens is that somebody will take your place. That is God for you. When the power corrupted his head, God cannot use a man like that. He led to what? His downfall, downfall, downfall. Everybody who fall, it is because the power went to their head and the pride led them to downfall. God receives the proud and give grace to the humble. He receives the proud and give grace to the humble. Let my voice be heard in your sleep. Let it be heard when you are awake. Let it be heard in your spirit when you are sitting alone. Everywhere you go, let that voice haunt you. Let it chase you until it makes you what it say. God receives the proud. He gives his room. Whatever you are, Remember where you started from. It is the grace of God that makes a difference. That's why I'm, it is strange for me, for some pastors to raise their legs to members to be kissing. It is foolish for the members to be kissing the leg and believe anointing is there. Even the Lord Jesus did not do that. Or a pastor stretch his hand to the people and say, kiss this, kiss this, kiss this. A ring replace God. What to those who do it and foolish are those who follow them? I was told about somebody yesterday that said that in their church, former church that he goes, that the pastor will tell them, bring the names of witches and they will burn them. Foolish are those who go there, stupid are those who do it. A fool will lead a fool. Do you know something? Some people are in churches who just say that, well, they are God's servant. Read the Bible and check what the Bible calls a God's servant. Everybody can read English, and if you can't read, buy it in your dialect and read the Bible. Check out the book in the book of Acts. The people who follow Jesus, did they do those things they do in your church? If they do things in your church that the people who follow Jesus did not do, then why should you follow them? You are following to your doom. You came by yourself. You will die by yourself. Let me tell you this. If in this house I do anything that the Lord did not do, or begin to teach you things that Jesus did not teach. If you remain, your blood is in your head. It can never happen. You have right to challenge me here. Many people do not allow their members to question them. I do question time with you here. So that you and I can be sure. I can be sure that you know what I'm teaching you. And you can be sure that what I'm saying is what you heard. Listen to me. Do not let your position... Determine your downfall. God don't raise a man to fall him. Never. He raises a man to increase him for life. He blesses a man to keep on blessing him for life. He doesn't bless you and shut the door. It is our iniquity that shut the door. Gradually, people get blessed and they don't find time for God anymore. 
not knowing Satan is the one setting them up. If you don't find time for God as you used to, you know today that you will decrease gradually. May you not get to downfall before your eyes open. Finally, I will stop at 19. 17. Verse 17. Azariah, the priest, with 80 other courageous priests of the Lord, followed him. And it says, they confronted him and said, really that verse, verse 16, I didn't finish it. Let me finish the verse 16 so let me understand. The Bible says in 16, but after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord, his God, and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of the incense. Now you know what that means? He's a king. He now wants to do the, the role of his father. The priest. You know, I told you yesterday, when I anoint people and ordain them as pastors, the Bible says you should respect them. Doesn't matter what the age is. If your son, you came to church together and I anoint your son as a pastor, you must begin to respect him. Revive that person. Listen to me. You cannot convert to do the office you are not appointed to. It leads to downfall. Are we together now? He decided to do the office of the priest. What's going on here? He decided to do the to 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 take the office of the priest to burn incense. That's not his job. That is the same thing that kills Saul. The same thing destroys Saul. We'll look at that this month. I will show you a man called Jeroboam, who made the most foolish decision under heaven. Alright? So he took incense. So what happened, verse 17? Hazariah, the priest, with other courageous priests of the Lord, followed him. You recognize that in his time, he had terrorized all the priests. Okay? But these priests decided that we don't care to be killed. They are courageous to confront him when he's doing wrong things. All of you must be courageous to stop anybody who steps into wrong thing to do. You must be courageous to confront them, especially if he's among you. Don't be loyal to any bad attitude or bad thing. Because when God punishes that person, you will receive part of it as an accomplice. I will together now. You must confront evil and rebuke it. Even if the person will hate you or not take it. Tell him to his face that that is not right. You don't have to quarrel about it. You don't have to be rude about it. But you must be firm. They ran after him, courageous priests, and followed him in. Verse 18. And it says, They confronted him and said, It is not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is the, for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, who have been consecrated to burn incense. Leave the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will not be honored by the Lord. When a Christian becomes unfaithful, God will not honor him anymore. I will together somebody. I think some people are making up their mind to repent here today. I think somebody is recognizing that God has better for you, but your attitude have hindered him. 
I believe somebody is deciding that to the last drop of my blood in this year, from this year till I die, I will truly serve him. I will give God a chance. Why should I suffer for nothing? So he says, you have been unfaithful and you will not be honored by the Lord. Faithful, either in the New Testament or the Old Testament, honor of God goes. That's why disgrace follows. Are you with me? You can spare yourself of disgrace by honoring God. For God will honor those who honor him. When I teach, show you about Samuel, you will Saul, you will be shocked. Samuel told him, "God is honor. The God we serve honor only those who honor Him." He says, "For you have dishonored Him, and He has dishonored you." He tore the garment and He said, "Your kingdom is torn away from you, for the sin of rebellion is as witchcraft." Listen to what? Let's read verse 19. What happened thereafter? Shall we read it together? This is anybody. Wait, 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 wait. They rebuked him. He was angry. The Bible says anybody who refused rebuke will be suddenly destroyed. It says the righteous love to be rebuked. For it gives him more strength. You know, when you are doing wrong and people are questioning, you are rebuking, you are, you are arguing and saying, Bound of that! It's a pathway to destruction. Satan is setting up. Any time people rebuke, you need to stop first and think about what they are saying. If it's correct... In the word. And what should you do? Simple, I'm sorry. Finish! The calamity that happened to this king. You know, already one problem has happened because he has fallen. Okay? So all the battles he used to win, he can't win it anymore. Okay? All the honor he used to have had departed. All the glory he used to have had gone. But now, Instead of him to bend his knees for mercy, he wanted to do the worst thing that will make God give him the worst punishment. And they tried to stop him. He confronted those who were telling him the truth of the word and he was angry at rebuke by those who are his own father. Spiritual father. Angry! What right has, have they to tell me? After all, I'm the king. But he sees being king before God. But he cannot see. Those who saw it knew it. And those who saw it knew that this one you are going for is destruction to you. You know what? He was angry. Come on now, give me the scriptures. Don't show this thing again on this board. Look at what it says here. Shall we together? Why he was raging... Uh-huh. Stop, stop, stop. Let's read it from why. Why he was raging. 
What broke out? What broke out? What broke out? Look, let me say this to you. To those who have fallen. If you are listening to this message and you have fallen, Ichabod has happened to you. The glory has departed from you. The only thing God needs from you is to bend your knees in repentance and in humility. Bend your head in seeking mercy from the God who can restore you. Not to try to put a bold face, man. Are you listening to me? Before your leprosy breaks out, you can still be restored. When God is dealing with you, you can only weep and cry for mercy and God will withdraw. But when God is dealing with you, if you decide to see, continue in your pride, leprosy waits at the door. May it not happen to any of you. I say may it not happen to any of you. For that not to happen, you have to. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And He shall lead you high, higher and higher and He shall lift you high. Humble yourself, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Shall we rise up on our feet together? And He shall lift you high. Higher and higher and he shall lead to high. Humble yourself, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. 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 And he shall lead.
going to hold hands in line. We're going to lift up our voice to God of heaven and pray that the Lord will have mercy on us. This year should mark a difference on earth to those who faithfully seek Him. Listen to me. It will not be a good story for anybody who goes to church at all to get to June of this year without the finger of God in his life. We cannot continue to walk in a path of defeat. We cannot continue to deceive ourselves that we belong to God that we do not serve. We cannot continue to, 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 to deceive ourselves that we are of God who we have no time for. We want to pray that Lord deliver us from the snare of the fowler. Strengthen our inner man to serve you as in the days of old. Help us to be faithful to you throughout this year. Lift up your voice and pray. We pray for one another. Oh Lord our God. We seek help from you. We seek help from you. We seek help from you. Help us to serve you with all our hearts, with all our strength, with all our might. Deliver us from the hands of Satan, from the deception of hell. Do not let the devil prevail over us. Do not let the enemy overthrow us. Tell the Lord, have mercy. Let us ask God for humility. Give me a humble heart that will not reject rebuke. A humble heart that will repent when I'm rebuked. Pray and tell God, whenever you speak to me this year, through anybody, help me to repent when you rebuke me. Help me to humble myself before you. Help me to serve you with all my heart. Tell God, have mercy on me. Do not let your honor depart from me. Help me not to be proud before you. Help me to humble myself before you. That your name be glorified. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Father, I pray for these people. And myself. That after we have heard the word of truth. And have taught the word of truth. That we will not be a castaway. In the past years, we might not have served you as we should. For that, we repent before you. Enable our hearts to love the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our might, with all our strength. Help us, O God, to obey you. Maybe people standing here who are weak in their spirits, help our weak spirit to God. 
If we can depend on you, why can you not depend on us? If you testify about us before your holy angels, why could you also not be proud of us telling your angels that look at him, he's serving me, he will be in church on time, he will be the one leading the prayer, he will be working in the ushering he will be in the evangelism, telling people about my coming and bringing souls to my kingdom. Why should we continue to give excuses to you? Today, the chain of excuses are broken. We have received the anointing from you. By the anointing, we receive a new heart. A heart that is commensurate to your purpose in this year. We have received the anointing. We receive the Spirit of God. To be able to serve you in the capacity you have appointed us. That the gift of God in everyone hearing me across the globe will be activated. And that the name of the Most High be glorified. Thank you, King of Heaven, because you have done so. As we ask this in Jesus' holy and anointed name. Somebody say, Amen. I say your prayers are answered this year. I say heaven will come to your rescue this year. I say the glory of God will surround you throughout this year. The mercy of heaven will encompass you this year. The powers of the devil are broken over you and your entire household. God will prevail in your life. His glory will shine through you. And burst forth in the midst of darkness. Most of men will see you and know that there is God. Every area that devil defeated you last year, it will fail from this year. When heaven will remember you, God will be happy with you. Your conduct, your thinking, your behavior will satisfy God of heaven. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' holy name we are declared. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah for.